This is Uncovering Sports. Welcome to Uncovering Sports. I am your host, Cactus Hamilton Barrett, and I'm joined via Skype right now, live from Green Bay, the Reaper, Brendan Coleman. <laughs> How's it going? Great, and uh, let's get right into it. You're live in Green Bay for a reason. Yeah, you know, for the last few weeks, we've been scratching our heads about what's going on with the Packers. We could not make heads or tails of it. It appears that the star of the league, Aaron Rodgers, is in a little bit of hot water with the league. This is huge. This is unprecedented. It really is. You know, he's he's been a little bit of a diva backstage. You know, the word entitlement has been thrown around by... By several sources. Wow. And it appears he's being uh, punished a little bit. That's why you're seeing this Bears resurgence. This starts to explain a lot of questions. And this is a huge story that I believe we're the first to even run. So what you're saying, let me get this right, is Rodgers, because of heat he's got backstage, the Packers are essentially being dropped from their own program. That's right, yeah. They're sticking with the Vikings, but they're going with the, the Bears as the counterpart. That explains so much about what we've seen this season so far. Rodgers has been struggling. The Packers sitting at 4-6-1 and one right now with a very slim chance to get to the playoffs. And meanwhile, this Bears team that's come out of nowhere. And I got to believe that this wasn't the intention from the get-go this season. We saw the, you know, Aaron Rodgers... In a, in a typical performance on that very first Sunday night football to open the season. But since then, certainly things have felt differently for the Packers this season. Yeah, I mean, certainly the plan was a big Rodgers uh, comeback following the injury last year, probably a Rodgers versus Breeze championship game, I'm imagining. Yeah, like uh, I think we've talked about almost all season. In our season preview, we said... It's going to be Vikings and Packers slugging it out through the season up to a game three in the playoffs. They set it up early with the tie. So at that point, I think that was still the plan. And now they're just sort of dropping it and uh, and have had the Bears position to take over. Yeah, it seems that way. You know, the, the Packers have had some late season runs, famously. <laughs> Yes, uh, I don't expect that this time with how much they've put into the Bears already. It would be really rough on Chicago to just drop out of this at this point. And at this point, I think that the only way that I could see the Bears falling that far and the Packers claiming a spot means that the Vikings probably don't have a place, right? So that doesn't seem likely. Right. The, the Cousins investment is... Is making the playoffs. So who are we saying that the Packers are out? The Bears are in, and the Bears are going to be taking the Packers' spot. So it's going to be Bears and Vikings. The Bears are going to win in the playoffs. I'm not sure I'd go that far yet, but you know they they may call the playoffs as they go. But for right now, they're probably penciled into that slot. Yeah. Wow. Huge. Uh, unintentional rub for Mitch Trubisky and the Bears. You got to wonder, though, if there's any kind of sustain here or if this will all be forgotten next season. Well, yeah. (laughs) Rodgers will be back. This is a slap on the wrist to him, I'm sure. But remember that big Trubisky, what was it, six-touchdown game? Yeah. I think you look at that as this turning point when this all started to happen. Yeah, hard not to uh, 
to take that as a sign, I suppose. And at the time, we were perplexed. Yeah. At the time, we were like, what is going on with Chicago right now? And meanwhile, when are they going to kick the Packers into gear? And all of this makes so much more sense. And for the last several weeks, let me ask you this. Maybe you know. Maybe this is more to be uncovered. For the last several weeks, I can't help but notice that on-air broadcasts have been very critical of the Packers head coach, Mike McCarthy. Like, they have not been in a, in a long time. Has this got anything to do with it as well? Yeah, you know, I, I think what I'm hearing is that Rodgers and McCarthy are, are butting heads. That's sort of a side story here. Rodgers has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I, I think that they're siding with Rodgers in, in that case because from what I'm hearing, McCarthy's probably not going to be in Green Bay much longer. He was once viewed as this genius right exactly that's why i I, it's hard to ignore the turnaround that uh has been presented to us in terms of who he is as a coach on broadcasts all of a sudden the announcers are almost just straight burying him on air when before he was perceived as this you know genius head coach yeah right now he's being treated about as unfairly as hugh jackson is don't even get me started on that (laughs) we'll get to hugh in a minute Certainly more to watch as this story develops. And it makes sense that, of course, they're going to ultimately side with Rodgers here. Even if uh, they don't like the way he's behaving, there's too much invested in Aaron Rodgers to go off of him entirely. But perhaps punishing him saying, hey, guess what? You get to miss the playoffs two years. There it is. If you want to be the star, then you need to play by our rules. Yeah, I mean, you know what? That's a... A pretty steep punishment. Two two years without Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. That's hard on them also, so they're sticking to their guns here, which is kind of unprecedented. Yeah, that's <laughs> absolutely true. And that's why this is one to continue to watch as it unfolds, see where this goes. Thanks for doing the legwork on this, the groundwork in Green Bay to uncover this story. Why don't we talk about now the uh, the rest of the week, right? Because there's this was not the only big news. A lot of shakeup in Jacksonville. <laughs> yes, some long overdue shakeup there, I would say. <laughs> well, to each his own, okay? Some of us are Bortles believers. Hope not anymore. <laughs> he hasn't been a promising young rookie in quite some time. Yeah, no more Bortles. Offensive coordinator also gone. Long are the days, it seems, since that playoff season only a year ago. <laughs> they just lost to the... Buffalo Bills, the team who forced one of their own players to retire at halftime. That's right. Vontae Davis. They have hit rock bottom. That's how you know there's nothing going on with your franchise. You're back where you started if you're the Jaguars. And this is a playoff game just a year ago. (laughs) It was the Bills and the Jags in the playoffs. Wasn't that game like 12-3 to or something? It, It wasn't a great game. No. It was... It was a low-scoring affair. But remember that the Jags and Bortles went on to beat the Steelers. So they had quite a run last season. Yeah. They tried their hardest to get Blake Bortles over, but they had to make a move. He was literally a joke. I mean, you couldn't go online without seeing a Blake Bortles joke. It's true. And eventually that catches up to you, and you have to say, all right, Unfortunately, you're kind of a tarnished product at this point, and even Cody Kessler looks better than you <laughs> from a marketing standpoint. And that 
I think, says volume. It really does. <laughs> Cody Kessler, famous for not being able to run Hugh Jackson's system, I would like to point out. <laughs> well, not being allowed to run it. Yeah, I think that's probably more accurate. Speaking of who else is not totally allowed to run Hugh Jackson's system, it's the Bengals. They bring him <laughs> in, and now Marvin Lewis being stingy and saying, Hugh, you're only the assistant to the head coach. Assistant head coach. To the head coach. <laughs> and guess what? In a showdown, Browns versus Bengals this week, the Bengals lose because Hugh Jackson and his system sit on the sidelines again. <laughs> it's a shame. You know, I'm not actually that surprised about this one. <laughs> <laughs> no? Because I hear that Greg Williams is just using scraps of whatever Hugh Jackson left behind to run this team. And it's essentially still parts of Hugh's system. And Greg Williams is getting away with it. And Baker Mayfield has the audacity to badmouth an offensive guru like Hugh Jackson. A legend. A Browns legend. A Cleveland legend. <laughs> the nerve of that guy. I can't believe it. Baker Mayfield, though, looks good in this game. Running what is left of Hugh Jackson's piece together system there. That he was unable to actually ever complete <laughs> and implement. It's a shame. And Browns are talking playoffs now. You know what? They're kind of in it. Uh, <laughs> Weirdly so. They're behind a lot of teams, but they're, you know, they're only like two games out. Yeah, it's not inconceivable, I guess. When the Ravens are also still technically in it, the Browns can't be out of it. That's true. I mean, I'm sure I haven't looked at the Browns schedule. I bet they play very soon. Yeah. It's a big swing in the standings. Could be huge. Speaking of playoffs, we, we do have another game with them, some serious playoff implications in the NFC this week. I want to talk about the Seahawks and the Panthers for a second, because a few weeks ago, we said, from everything we know, the Panthers are going to stick with the Saints so that it's a big showdown when they play a sandwich of games uh, at the end of the season, because they have not met yet. And since then, the Panthers have done nothing but lose down to the wild card level. And with the Seahawks winning this game, the Panthers are, are really out of contention for the top spot, and they are, are just in that wild card race now. And we're getting this, this mid-card booking. Yeah, two head-scratching weeks in a row for the Panthers. I do have a theory that maybe this is some fallout from the Rodgers thing, because now without the Rodgers-Breeze drama at the end of the season, they just want Breeze to be the guy. They don't want any roadblocks. They don't want any doubt. It's his He's show. going straight to the top. Mm-hmm. So, Carolina, you can blame Aaron Rodgers also. Wow. So, we already can see how far-reaching implications this has, not just in the NFC North and in, in their own division, but reverberations through the entire NFC as well, as it's Breeze division. What about Goff? I'd be surprised if they aren't the NFC Championship opponent now. Sure. And Goff, no doubt, has looked great. Yeah, you already have them both positioned to, to go that way. Before I could see Rodgers beating Goff and uh, route to the Packers getting there. Now, with without him, I don't think you have Trubisky, if what you're saying is true, and Trubisky is actually, uh, with the Bears replacing the Packers in that playoff run, you don't have Trubisky go over Goff. No way. He's He's got to earn that spot a little longer. <laughs> I would think so. The Bears are a storied franchise, but you gotta you gotta earn it back. Yeah, and so now we have 
uh, a, a race for uh, these wild card spots. And this is about the time in the season where the playoff race is starting to gel. It, it looks like they're booking pretty heavily to make it kind of an interesting run. Who's going to get those spots? You know, are they going to be competitive spots? And uh, I think in the NFC now, the Seahawks and the Panthers, who who the Seahawks just beat the Panthers this week, look like they might be the two teams that are, are going to be competing for one of those spots if we think the Vikings are probably going to get the other one. Yeah, and that gives the Seahawks a nice leg up on the competition this week. So it the Panthers are really hurting right now. Thanks to Christian McCaffrey, my fantasy team is not hurting right now. Just... I wanted to throw that out there. I'd like to throw out that perhaps Christian McCaffrey should be banned from fantasy as he seems overpowered. <laughs> and I don't think it's fair that some of us drafted Le'Veon Bell expecting that kind of power level only to see him not play a down and have Christian McCaffrey, who a lot of us had last year and didn't get 46 points a game. <laughs> Where's the justice? That's a very specific scenario you just, you just laid out. Where is the justice? <laughs> hey, it, it sounds specific, but I'm getting reports from across the fantasy spectrum about this very thing happening. Wow. So uh, whether or not uh, I know victims of this personally, I can tell you it, it's a <laughs> phenomenon that's happening. And I don't like it. I don't think it's fair. Commissioners, consider banning Christian McCaffrey. I would like to say the reverse of that. Last year, maybe you drafted Le'Veon Bell, got all the way to the end. This year, you're rewarded with Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> we traded spots. <laughs> Is it a reward to draft Le'Veon Bell, though? I mean, you got him. You're, you got to use him already. <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, I or anyone in this scenario may have suffered a heartbreaking defeat the championship game. Hmm. This also sounds oddly specific. <laughs> You know, we, we're we off topic. We are. We're getting off topic. It is playoff time in fantasy land, that's for sure. Most fantasy leagues are, are on their final week uh, if you play a 16-week season. And uh, I hope your league is going as well as, as mine because I'm getting a bye, and I'm going straight to the top. I'm the Drew Brees of my fantasy league. <laughs> I've seen your roster. <laughs> You might get a pie, but I'd be worried if I were you. Uh, you I don't know. think Corey Davis is a top receiver. Corey Davis will probably... He's getting a ring, but he's getting it from the bench. <laughs> Tyler Lockett. Sleeper cell of the yeah. season. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you never know. You never know. You, you, you know, you draft him, you pick him up, but you just hope sometimes. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how you did with Evan Ingram. I didn't want to pick up Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram was forced on me, <laughs> which should be a crime. Sounds like a crime. Enough about fantasy. Let's move on to next week in real NFL, week 13. And I want to start off with Thursday because people are discounting this Thursday game. It's the Saints and the Cowboys. Obviously, I have a little bit of bias going into this one. Just want to remind everybody that the last time the Saints... We're on a huge win streak. Guess who beat them? Don't count them out. Who was the quarterback when that happened? Uh, of which team? Of the Cowboys. Cowboys legend, Tony Romo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and pedestrian announcer, Tony Romo. <laughs> hey, we don't need to be taking cheap shots <laughs> all right, on this all show. Right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, 
I will remind you that the Saints did go to the Super Bowl that season and win. And what do we project this season? Saints go to the Super Bowl potentially with a win. History repeats itself. I'd love to see that. Got some interesting <laughs> games um, coming up now that we're in the last quarter of the season in week 13. The games are starting to look a little more interesting in spots as we wonder who they're going to send to the playoffs. Because we talked a little bit at the end of last season about how wild card spots are often doled out. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, to, oftentimes to create some drama. It's oftentimes to reward some teams for hard work over the past few seasons. And now is the time where we're going to start seeing the booking reflect that, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, remember the Bills' birth last year? We're going to see some more of that, and especially in the AFC. The NFC, they seem more or less set, but those AFC spots are wide open. Yeah, they really are, and that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of implications. Like, let's look at this. Ravens and Falcons. On paper, Falcons are out of it. Ravens, all of a sudden, uh, are still still in this thing i forget about them and then every week i'm like oh yeah they're still a team lamar jackson has been getting quite a little rub uh for his first few games as a rookie i expect them to win this game yeah it's, it's hard to see them losing this one although never say never anymore you know i've been calling for the benching of joe flacco for years i can't believe it took this long and that's going to put them within a game of the steelers they could even be almost tied with the steelers if the steelers lose they play the chargers on Sunday night football and the chargers in the AFC have been uh, a bit of a surprise, almost sleeper team, despite an eight and three record, right? Because how often have we mentioned the San Diego charger? Well, we never mentioned the San Diego Chargers. How often have we mentioned the LA chargers on this show? Uh, I've gone out of my way to not mention them. I can say that much. They're an also-ran team, and yet somehow it looks like they may be getting a wild card spot. And is it just to push the whole L.A. thing because they're having a rough go of it there, clearly based on the way I just presented them on this show? <laughs> you know, it's their time, I guess. I could see it happening just to try, because they've had a a a rough go of it with their fans since moving. A lot of the San Diego fans... Not happy about the move to L.A. Meanwhile, Red Hot Rams team in L.A. Chargers have struggled to find an identity there, despite being a decent team. Yeah, I'm not sure the playoffs will help that. I don't know if you saw the uh, shots of the stadium on Sunday. It was about half empty. (laughs) It's about that way every week for the poor Chargers. Yeah. And that's why I wonder if they're just desperately trying to make them good and give them a playoff spot to try to rebuild a fan base there. Like, look, they went to the playoffs. You guys should come to Chargers game. Look, this is why you don't put two teams in the same city. They're going to pick a favorite. Right? Exactly. It is not sustainable. Just tell the Jets that. Who? Exactly. Vikings and Patriots. Quick thought on that. Oof. Uh, well, other than that, the two games we talked about, that's probably the game of the week. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Um, it's really tough because the Vikings are supposed to be making the playoffs here. This would be a big win for them. But Brady at home usually wins. Yeah. Conditions are less than perfect for the Vikings here, but they really have to get a win, especially to maintain that wildcard contention. So maybe yeah. Kirk Cousins turns it up a notch. They get a rare win in Gillette Stadium. Tough, but I could see it just based on the scenario and where we're at in the season. 
And they've been using Patriots and Brady a little bit more liberally this season uh, than in the past. You know, we uh, do I need to remind you that the Jaguars beat them at the beginning of the season? So did the Lions. You're right. It's not impossible. <laughs> and their division's just bad enough where they can eat some losses and still be right at the top. Right, exactly. They will be able to make it up in the next couple of weeks, and it will be fine. Let's wrap it to fire through a couple of these other matchups. Want to get a quick take from you on some of these. Sure. Colts and Jaguars. <laughs> Cody Kressler at the helm. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to go, and I hate to say that I'm going with the Colts on anything, but they have, <laughs> by the way, quietly, Andrew Luck is uh, heading for the record books with his three touchdown streak. Eight games right now. Crazy. And this Jaguars team is just bad enough to make that nine. I think we're going to see history made. Chiefs and Raiders. How many points do the Chiefs put up against that lifeless Raiders team? Oh, man. That's a rough one for me in fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a 50-burger, I think. Gotta be. Packers and Cardinals. This is one with this big scandal that's breaking. Cardinals are not a great team, and the Packers are a Thorne and Goodell side, as we discussed at the top of this show. Does the punishment continue, or is that a little too much? That might be a little too much. They're at home. But, I mean, we've seen some young quarterbacks getting rubs this season. True. And if you have a young superstar (laughs) in Arizona, in Josh Rosen, you let him beat Aaron Rodgers this week. Do you? Wow. (laughs) I mean, if I were in charge, that's what would happen. I I mean, just a man, trust me, I feel like Roger Goodell could too. I, I can't argue there. <laughs> McMahon did say you're a great booker. His That's words, right. not ours. <laughs> a lot to watch this week. A lot to talk about when we get back here next week, right here on Uncovering Sports. Deuces. Deuces.